So um, what we thought would be helpful is to pepper the preaching sessions with a, um, a few interviews on, on topics that would be helpful, about 10 to 15 minute interviews with people that, um, that have some credibility and track record uh, in the particular topic. So uh, we're going to kick off with marriage. Wait, 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 wait for it. Wait, wait, wait. That's not the whole thing. Marriage, ministry, and the long haul. All right? (laughs) And uh, these two incredible couples, uh, both Ronelle and I have have known them and walked with them for for decades. And uh, we have deep affection for them, great respect for them. And so I'm just going to introduce them very quickly. This is Tom and Una Tapping. <laughs> and uh, Tom and Una uh, are South African, but have lived and led churches on three different continents. Wow. Uh, amazing. They uh, both have, have kids who are in ministry. And um, so they, they planted and led uh, churches in Port Elizabeth, South Africa, and uh, Cape Town, South Africa. And then in Perth, Australia, and now serve um, with Donnie and Jill in Moorhead City. And uh, so they just have an incredible track record and uh, dear friends. This is Kirk and Mandy Randolph. (laughs) Affectionately known as uh, the mayor of Southlands and mayoress of Southlands. Um, They honestly are, I always say, every uh, every ship needs needs a rudder. And they are like a rudder. Mandy's a nurse. Hang in there, Al. Yeah. <laughs> we, love our, we love our team. Um, Mandy's a nurse, but they together have uh, been part of the eldership team for close on 20 years and uh, have seen the, the church through some pretty rough, stormy seasons and honestly have been a rudder. And more than that, uh, Kirk was the principal of our school at some stage. And uh, he, he heads up our, our ministry with other churches in the city, too. Uh, Mandy just has an incredible pastoral and prophetic ministry. And they, as well, have two grown girls who are both involved in, in their local churches. And um, it was just a delight last week to interview them as a family about marriage and parenting. So, here we go. Marriage, ministry, and the long haul. I want to ask you first, Tom, one fun fact about Una. That we would never guess. Quick, 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 quick. We keep keeping it light. <laughs> she, uh, you know, really likes dancing a lot and singing, so she'll just bounce around the house and, yeah. That's it, awesome. Yeah. Okay, stop right there. <laughs> you know, one fun fact about Tom. <laughs> the one I love is that he can see, he's got such a unique humor, sense of humor, that anything that's a hard sore moment will be turned into a funny mm. picture. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, I want to cry, I actually end up laughing. So, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And one thing that's clear is when he's got his mustache, he looks just like Tom Selleck. <laughs> it's true, right? It is true. 
what was the thing that first attracted you to, to Una, one? And two, what did you not look for that now you go, oh my gosh, I treasure that thing now, but I wasn't looking for it? Okay, so the, one of the first things that attracted to me, uh, me to Una was she was incredibly beautiful and sexy and... I was at Bible college, her dad was a lecturer, and um, she was just untouchable. Everyone had tried to reach her, she, wasn't, she didn't know Jesus. And so I was just attracted to her. There was just something about her that was mystical and challenging and just wonderful. And the thing that I didn't know at the time that I know now is just uh, her amazing ability with people. When she's with people, they just, it's like you cut them right down the middle and they just open up, boom, mm. and their souls are bared. And that has been the most stunning gift in our, in our time serving Jesus. That's great. Vice versa, what first attracted you and what is the thing that actually dawned on you? I wasn't looking for this thing, but man, I treasure this about this man. It is his humor. That probably is the biggest thing. And then his love for Jesus. Mm. And, and his love for the... Uh, probably his love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> Ignore them. <laughs> his humor. Yeah. His, his humor. His ability to laugh at life. That's great. Let's take it across to Kirk. I'm going to ask you some different questions, but start with the first one. Uh, what's a fun fact about Mandy? Microphone. Help me. Mandy is uh, just full of of joy, and there are times where I really like to get her down and tickle her. <laughs> <laughs> to the point to the point where to the point where she cusses at me okay oh yeah she actually she cusses at me in german <laughs> That's wonderful. Okay. Get him back. One fun fact. That um, Kirk likes to mimic people. That's wonderful. <laughs> and he's a secret mimicker. I'm unmimicable. So, just uh, just early on in your marriage, what were some um, things that you invested uh, in those early years intentionally that have stood the long haul that you look back and go, man, we didn't get everything right, but in those early years, we, we put some things in place that have stood the test of time. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think... A lot of it, we, we were both, we just really felt like God really wanted us to serve and minister in the church. And so we didn't really care what we did. We, you know, we, we served this little church. We, we were in this church, and 
kind of whatever, whatever we needed to do, that's what we did. We did it together, and uh, I think that's, that really laid a foundation for us. You know, we, I used to clean carpets. Mandy did a luau. I remember that's probably what the, the thing that attracted me to her most was that, that she did this luau. The luau, yeah, in her, in her, in her grass skirt. No, but, but she did this luau, and she did it completely to serve the people that were in the church. And it was like a singles group, and that was her heart, and I, that's what drew me to her. You, you've never had big margins in your, your life. It's, it's like you've allowed people to come through your home, through your life. Uh, how have you managed to, to keep marriage sacred uh, in the midst of just having a marriage that served the church and the people of God? What have you done? Some of the rhythms, Mandy. I think first it started with a mindset is that God is my provision. And that really helped me look at people. And, and when I felt like I was overwhelmed and, oh, my gosh, you only gave me 10 minutes and you're coming now for dinner. And um, I just thought, God, you're my provision. And I looked at people differently because if he was going to help me care for people, then I could care for people and love them unconditionally. Talk about conflict and communication in your marriage. Uh, what were some of the things that were hard at first um, and how have you learned to conflict and resolve conflict well in your marriage? I'm not sure we have, but anyway, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so we are both really passionate people and really strong-minded people. So we would speak our minds very definitely, very clearly. And then I think the way that we've resolved it is um, to bring it back to why, why did we get married? And we understood, number one, we made a sacred covenant before the living God. We better be very careful how we uh, administer that and, and look after that. And then I didn't marry Eunice. She didn't marry me to get our needs met. We married each other to be a team that served Jesus. And so when these things came that, um, and I, I can't remember what some of those things were. Maybe it was when there was financial pressure and those kind of things in the very early years. But um, our conflicts got resolved by coming back to why are we together and um, asking forgiveness and smooching a bit and all that stuff that <laughs> goes with that, you know. So it's good. So, Tom, I mean, you guys are in some ways legendary for your romance, your passion. Just talk briefly, honestly, <laughs> discreetly about about how you have kept kept the flame because that is one of your 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 strengths. Yeah, so we just understood again that this is a gift from God that we've been given to steward. And at different times there's been different seasons when um you know when you know it's pregnant it changed the whole thing and all that kind of stuff and we've always just really been honest on our very first night on honeymoon we said we we made a couple of promises we will always talk about this with each other. We will always try and make love anywhere we ever go in the world. And we will try all sorts of things. And what worries our conscience will drop and what doesn't worry our conscience. We, we just made it a fun adventure, honoring God, stewarding Him gift, you know. And I, and I mean, there's been times when thing, it was a dry season. I remember once we went on holiday somewhere, we'd planted a church. It was... Man, I don't know if when we'd last been together, and we actually just set ourselves a challenge. We've got to steward this gift. We've got to get it back to where it should be, just as if you're reading your Bible 
or uh, haven't spent time with your kids. And so we, we took on this challenge that for seven days we'd make love every day for seven days. And the first day or two was as easy as anything. Man, by the seventh day, you had to put in some work and creativity. And, <laughs> but you needed it, a Sabbath on the seventh day. Yeah. Huh? But it restored. It restored the gift. We discipled it well in that moment. So segue over to kids. Uh, before I come back to Kirk and Mandy, your, both of your kids are in church leadership, um, married to people who, who are leading churches. And um, talk about how you've done ministry as a family in such a way that your kids did not resent the kind of the PK uh, tag and they actually embraced the call of God themselves. So I think I wish I could write a book and sell it because I'll probably be multimillionaires, but... Um, there is no key kind of thing. What happened for us is you and I passionately love Jesus, and our kids saw that, and we included them in that. And we did little things like when we passed it in South Africa, you get a bonus every year, so a 13th check. And we would divide that up with the kids as well and say, you have helped this team called the Tapping Family do their thing. We've re- reaped a reward we're going on holiday vacation. This portion of the thing is yours. You know, it's your reward as much as it is ours. This is a team thing. And they would say things like, well, Dad, do we have to buy our own candy and stuff? And I said, no, 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 it's still my privilege. This is, you do whatever you want with that after you've honored God. And then the one other thing I think was there were times we'd sit around the table and say, hey, there's a move afoot. Let's pray. But we would, we would relate it to them in a way that didn't crush them, that there's an adventure. And and one of the privileges we had, the, the guys that we were part of, our kids got to hang out with a lot of like, people like you who are going to places all over the world. So it was very exciting for them. And, and those were their heroes. They didn't want Superman uh, dolls and all that kind of stuff. The guys, some of the guys in this room, I mean, Riggs and I have known each other nearly 40 years next year. Those were their heroes. And so we would often pray. And Mark, my son once, wanted uh, uh, cleats. I couldn't afford them. It was 300 bucks. And we did look. And I said, bud, you've got to ask God. I didn't say I can't afford it. just said, you ask your heavenly father. And the next day they were dropped to 30 bucks. And he had 30 bucks in his little savings thing. And he learned how to walk with the king through the way we lived our lives. Mm-hmm. Mandy, you um, and Kirk and a number of us went through a dark season as a church. Uh, about five years ago, six, seven years ago when we were sued. Um, and God brought us through that lawsuit. But uh, how did your marriage cope with that strain? How did you wife Kirk during that time? How did he husband you? I think first the shock of it was disorientating for both of us. And then um, I think we just became us again and just thought, you know, in the midst of this, God, you are still you. And... Um, I just, we made love like we always did, and maybe even more sometimes than I would see him wearing. Um, Just be more mindful, how can I serve him? I I think we looked at just caring and serving each other. And it is something that we love doing anyhow. I look for opportunity to love him. And I think during the lawsuit, I realized um, the love that was being poured into us by those that weren't there anymore wasn't there, so that we needed to fill up our tanks, you know. I think much of it, too, we both went to God together. That really... um, was something that we did that refreshed us both. Just on that, what what is your devotional life looked like together um, as a couple? Uh, is it just 
in, in crisis or do you f- have a more regular rhythm of praying together and how have you made that work in your life? Yeah, I, I, I can't say that we're stellar there. Um, we, you know, we, we know the situations that we're in. We, we pray a lot as we're together. Um, I wish that we had, uh, you know, with our, with our girls, I wish there were more times that we had set aside to do things, to, to pray and to read the Bible in a way that, uh, in a way that, that ministered to them then. Um, but whatever we did, I mean, I'm thankful for the fact that God still ministered, you know, still touched their hearts. And I, especially in the lawsuit, it was like, uh, it was a situation where we were so overwhelmed by something that was so much bigger than we were. First of all, we didn't really even understand. We kind of didn't understand what was going on. We understand, we understood that we were being sued, but we didn't understand kind of uh, sitting in depositions. And I mean, I just remember, I remember Mandy went to one of the first depositions that we did and I was being, you know, I was being uh, questioned and we were accused of fraud and it was just, and, and just being in that situation with Mandy there, it was, you know, it was, you know, it was just like, here is us against the world. You know, I mean, that, that's probably the most that we felt that, that the world kind of coming against us, but here we are together, and, you know, God's helping us in that. I'm going to land by asking you all one question that each of you, if you can answer. You're both involved as couples with uh, counseling, young married couples um, doing their prep. You've just done a wedding yesterday. Um, what, are, what is the, the one thing, one quality in, in couples, younger couples, that you are either doing premarital or postmarital counseling, that younger people are not putting in their marriage, that you're saying you've got to put that in, the one thing? So for me, it's um, I notice young couples don't understand that this person given to you by God is a gift, is actually a stone in your shoe to help disciple you and make you holy. Most of them think this person's meant to meet all my needs. Uh, like the Hollywood kind of deal, and they're not. And so I made a mistake or whatever. So it's the stone in the shoes, the big deal that I see often nowadays. For me, I, I would just totally encourage them to find their walk individually with God because if they are whole before God, they can work any hassle that they have together out because their passion for Jesus is number one. I think the one thing I don't see as much, maybe because they're so in love and they can't think of it yet, but to um, be sacrificial in service to, towards one another. And, um, and that has different aspects, but to really care for the other person more than they care for themselves. That means, actually, even it sounds like it may be a cultural thing, but even feeding, offering things before you even put something in your mouth. Um, just such a, a care as, yeah. Yeah, just the whole thing of submission in the sense that wives submit to your husbands and, and, and husbands being wise about how they treat their wives so that, so that the wife wants to submit to, yeah. to him. Yeah. In other words, Mandy, Mandy's been really good about that, and, and, but, I, you know, but I don't force her to, I don't force her to submit to me. It's because God puts it in her heart. And she does that because she loves me. 
and and that's yeah I mean that's 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 a big deal we need mothers and fathers like you in this family on on mission so we applaud you thank you <laughs>